Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Korach. Parshas Korach is one of those difficult parshios in the Torah that we read every year. But each and every year, it has a very important, powerful lesson for us. Just by way of introduction, according to the Chinuch, Parshas Korach contains nine mitzvos, five positive mitzvos and four restrictions. I'd like to, first of all, ask the question, when did the uh, rebellion of Korach take place? So, interestingly, according to the Eben Ezra, this took place not where it is found in Bamidbar chapter 16, following the incident of the Maraglim, but according to the Ben Ezra, it happened earlier in the book of Bamidbar, when after the sin of the golden calf, Moshe was told by Hashem to transfer the leadership from the Bechor, the firstborn of each family, to Shevet Levi. This is what Korach found himself the opportunity to gain support among the people. After all, what could Korach offer the Jewish people in the desert? Could he give them a Carvel, a Starbucks? What could he give them in the desert? And the answer is, given that they were, if you may, in a religious cocoon, meaning that their lives were not physical, but metaphysical, Korach comes and says to the many families that were disappointed that after all, my son, not the doctor, my son, not the lawyer, but my son working in the Mikdash, working in the Mishkan in the desert, and Mirz Hashem will work in the Beis HaMikdash, ooh, that was something very prestigious. This Moshe took away. Now Korach is offering that to the Hamun Am that you too can have a representative. According to the Ramban, he follows the order of the text and points out that the incident of Korach happened after the tragic incident of the Maraglim, and notes that whereas after the Cheto Egel, Moshe Davins for all of Kla Yisrael, and Moshe's prayer is accepted by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, here Moshe does not Davin for Kla Yisrael to try to uh, overturn the edict of 40 years 
in the desert as they had spied out the land for 40 years. And so, at this point here, Moshe's popularity among the people had sunken very, very much. And he felt now was the time that it was right for him to try to advance his own cause and hid it within the uh, battle cry of Halo Kichola Eida Kulam Kedoshim. The entire nation of Israel are all holy. We were all at Sinai, all heard directly from God the Ten Commandments, Uvesocham Hashem, and Hashem is in their midst. Why have you literally um, taken for yourself not only the leadership, but given kuhuna, priesthood, to your brother? The time was right for Korach's um, rebellion against Moshe. Now, our rabbis teach us, my friends, that ain't a Kodesh Baruch Hu neis birdi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not provide a miracle for no reason. And so you have to ask yourself, what's going on in Pasha's Korach? No less than three miracles, one after the other, are presented in this Parsha. Firstly, Moshe speaks to Hashem and says it very clearly. If Korach and his Ada should die a natural death, I am not your leader. However, in Bria Yivro Hashem, unbelievable, Moshe was asking for Hashem to create something new. And if the earth is going to literally swallow them up alive, oh, and Hashem responds in kind, the first miracle, in order to teach and show the people very clearly, as the Gemara in Bava Basra tells us, that at the opening of the grave where Korah and his men were swallowed, what do we have? You hear the voice of Moshe Emes, Visoraso Emes. Moshe is true, his Torah is true, and we and our group were false. So this is the first miracle that Hashem creates. And now we go further in the parsha, and the people complain. And by the way, well, we might as well get to it right now. To prove that we are dealing with well-meaning individuals that Korach was able to convince the 250 men who are challenged to bring Ketores. So they are motivated by their pure religious 
desire for greater kirvas elokim, for greater closeness to Hashem, as indeed we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe, tell Aaron to take the pans which they have used, the 250 men, ki kodeshu, they become what? Kodosh. Now wait a second, why should they have a status of a clay shares, of a vessel that was used to serve God? So the Nitziv says in his commentary very clearly, because that exactly was their intention. And how does the Torah describe it? In chapter 17, verse 3, Machtos, the pans, hachatoima ele, of these sinners, binaf shows some with their souls. Their souls wanted more. The problem is, they did it their way, unfortunately, and not in the prescribed way. So, we have the second miracle coming in the Revi'i, in the fourth Aliyah, whereby, unfortunately, there's a Magefa, a plague. And Moshe tells Aaron to take Ketores, to go, and as a result, Baruch Hashem, the Ketores stops the plague. But, the damage is done, and 14,700 die in the plague. Second miracle, that of the Ketores. And now we have a third miracle, namely, this was not enough, these two, to show the people that there's a Kohen, don't touch his turf, there's a Levi, don't touch his turf if you're not a Kohen and if you're not a Levi. The third one is that Hashem says to Moshe, each tribe shall bring forth a mate, literally an inanimate staff, bring them to the Mishkan, put the name of each tribe on it, and leave them overnight at the Mishkan. Sure enough, in the morning, what does the Torah tell us? In chapter 17, verse 23, in the morning, the staff of Aaron blossomed, brought forth buds and almonds. Miraculously, all at the same time. But once again, the other... staffs remain just that, an inanimate object. So we have three miracles, the opening of the earth, the incense being brought to stop the plague, and now the staff of Aaron. And still take a look in the in Shishi, at the very end of chapter 17, the people are very nervous. And what do they say to Moshe? Hey, Govano, oy, 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 we perish. And Ovadnu, we're lost. Kulano Ovadnu, we're all lost. What does that mean? More will die. And therefore, Hashem answers and says the following. You should know that there is 
Shevet Levi. And they will assure by their Shmirah, by their guarding literally the Mishkan, literally the Mikdash, and they're guarding the people. And you'll see how many times it says in that paragraph, in the beginning of chapter 18, the Lashon of Vishamru, that they will be the guardians making sure that, number one, people don't cross over into the sanctuary where they're prohibited from entering, but more important, that they're going to follow the right way. Now, I really believe that this is not something which happened only historically to ensure and safeguard the integrity of the kahuna, which it has till this very day, but beyond that, they were well-meaning, and there are people today as well that are well-meaning. There are women that every Rosh Chodesh take a Sefer Torah and go to the Kotel. And I really believe that there are a good number of them that are well-meaning. There are, in every generations many, many hot issues, including right now, the moment, the issue of abortion. And people get very, not just emotional, but excited about this. And the Torah is teaching us that in each and every generation we have Levim. And if you take a look at the very last halacha of the Rambam in Hilchos, Shemitah V'yovel, he says that when the Torah speaks about the Levim, it doesn't mean only those who are genetically born a Levi, but rather those individuals who dedicate their life to the service of God, those who are the Chachme Hamasora, the religious leaders of every generation that have studied the Torah and, and plumbed its deaths in the halachic and hashkafic manner of Torah, they are there to lead Kla Yisrael. So the religious energy, the great desire of Kirvas Elokim that the people wanted at the time of Korach, that is wonderful. The problem is they were misled by the wrong leader. And the Parsha is teaching us that in every generation, Baruch Hashem, Lo Almon Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides the proper leadership for Klal Yisrael, and that very important message emanating from the first chapter of, Kla, of Pirkei Ovos, of Aseilach Rav. It's so important that each family, each individual, has a Rav that they feel close with, that they can go to not only for their Basar Bacholov, Kashrus questions, and but rather all kinds of questions, including usage of birth control, including the idea of what is the halachic response to abortion, and most important, to keep us and our religious zeal and enthusiasm, which is only positive, but to make sure it's being channeled in the right direction.
Shabbat Shalom to all.